The Richmond Theatre Critics Circle. Curtain Call. A discussion of all things theatre, with Richmond critics and occasional guests. Welcome to Curtain Call, Act 7, Scene 5. I'm Jerry Williams from Sifter. On the last show, we started the discussion about the new theater with Nathaniel Shaw, executive artistic director, and Vida Williams, the executive director. This show goes deeper into the background and the challenges they'll be facing. So Vida, before we get into the heavy questions, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background before that fateful day when you met Nathaniel? And it was fateful, it feels like at this point. I actually have spent the last 25 years as a high corporate uh, consultant in the areas of technology and innovation. I work with large enterprise organizations such as Capital One, USAA, Anthem. And as an innovator with a concentration in data, I look at ethical business practices or data practices. I look at information flow. I'm an enterprise architect. I see how systems work together. But then also I have the added benefit of also being part of innovative teams. So new product developments, et cetera. And I would say that the segue into the theater has been my commitment to seeing innovation as a creative medium. And since I spent my youth very much attached to literature and art, one of my minors in college was art history. I am very committed to the art world, but just did not have an opportunity presented to me to really explore it in the way that the opportunity that Nathaniel offered to me just kind of galvanized that intention in my life. So seems like it's a weird path from the outside looking in, but to me, it's always been one fluid motion of trying to be creative. That's very interesting. And obviously it's bringing a, a different level of innovation to this project because you're thinking outside the traditional theater artistic community. Exactly. And I think that that's what was compelling to Nathaniel is that I began to, and this is what we were talking about over I want to say the very first summer of COVID where all of the actors, all of the shows had shut down and actors were taking to Zoom. And he and I began banding about, well, what does it look like now if we never get back into the theater? And I was like, no, no, no. There's so many different ways to engage with one another. I mean, just think about, you know, augmented and immersive reality. Right. And how do you design, you know, the theatrical experience in an immersive technology environment? That kind of stuff turns me off. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. So it was a really, you know, it's just a really great moment in time for us to kind of come together. And it just makes perfect sense that it would be right now and it would be the two of us. So as you know, from trying to create original works in New York and in Richmond, Nathaniel, there are a lot of challenges with doing that. And it's very hard to make a show, get all the way to, from the script to the final project and be good. I mean, you know, so many original works just don't work. How do you address that challenge? Are you, are you coming with a different approach to try to address that? Yeah, I mean, we are certainly working closely with playwrights to establish an approach. I had a wonderful committee of playwrights. Um, None of whom you'll tell me. <laughs> uh, that I was working with via Zoom to create a framework for our methodology. I think one of the key aspects of that is that we are trying to create both intimate community and an extended sense of artistic community around each project. 
So we're creating creative pods around each author. So the author and the theater will work together to say, who are the most meaningful voices you need in your intimate circle? And we will compensate all of those voices for the time that we are supporting development of that piece. Additionally, we will be developing multiple pieces simultaneously. So we can bring those two artistic communities periodically together to feedback and offer um, support and reaction to the early work. In addition to that, we are going to attach a dramaturg to that piece or a literary committee that will feedback periodically throughout the development process. Part of what we want to do after the first year is then present those works and share them with the Broadway producing community as well as other regional theaters and through an affiliation with the National New Play Network, a community of theaters devoted to this early work. So we're gonna work really, really hard to build meaningful partnership and community for and around each and every piece that we develop. I think what people will have to understand with the new theater is that we are not product oriented. Now that does not mean that our product won't be dynamic and innovative and exciting and interesting and oftentimes unlike other shows you have seen in this community. I think it will mean all of those things. But the point, the mission centers around advancing the art form and advancing the industry. And to do that, you have to take risk. You have to create an environment in which artists who are willing to put themselves out there and take chances and be bold, have platform and support and amplification for that risk-taking adventurous spirit. And that's what I think supporting new work is about. Money, how are you gonna pay for this? Obviously you can't sell tickets to a show you haven't even opened. So how are you going to, to raise the money to start this project? Well, I think Jerry, let me go back to the previous question a little bit and ask, you know, the question, why the season? And while it is a way of packaging kind of theatrical performances, it was a way of packaging those theatrical performances because they were venue bound. And those ticket sales went directly back to ensuring that the venue existed. And because it was venue bound, it was also really instrumental in creating an environment of inaccessibility, meaning those ticket prices had to be at a certain range in order to be able to ensure that they were going to be able to keep the lights on for the venue. Right. right. So what we have done at the new theater is we're starting with an experiment that says the theater actually should not be bound to particular venue, but instead collaboratively partner with venues and spaces wherein the artistic expression can best be presented. Uh -huh. And by taking that tack to the marketplace, what we're also saying is that we're broadening the doors of who should be able to come, who should want to come, how they can afford to come to all of these performances. So now when you ask about money, it's directly tied to that particular mission. We're still in fundraising. In fact, this month, we kicked off our fundraising for the new theater. We are expecting to raise funds for people who want to intimately collaborate with a renewed voice within the theatrical arts, not just in Richmond, but regionally. Now, with that being said, our business model is slightly different as well. 
Of course, our larger productions are going to needfully follow a similar pathway of making sure that everybody gets paid and you have the directorial rights and all of those things. However, there's a great deal of art that can take place that can stand on its own. And there's also individual revenue streams that come from the ability to take work and put it and distribute it on multiple platforms, both technologically based as well as in real life. Uh-huh. So, so a show can potentially be streamed as well as live. You can anticipate it being streamed. What we're not trying to do or what we're trying to innovate from, if you will, is that kind of two-dimensional collapsing of the theater into a face-on stream. Right, what right. we're trying to do is say, you know what, when we're talking about integrating the um, technology for platforms, we're talking about as much audio drama as we are talking about theatrical drama, as we are talking about streamed drama, as we're talking about cutting it into serial dramas, as we are talking about holographic or immersive opportunities. So because of that, we're dramatically changing what the funding model and the revenue model for the theater could be. And really the thrust of it goes back to ensuring broader and wider accessibility and appreciation, especially the young, younger audience that does not know that the only way they're supposed to consume theatrical performances is in a seat in a particular venue right. based on. Good point. So if someone is interested in finding out more, I know there's nothing happening immediately, but there will be things continually happening other than social media and reading Sifter. Where can they go to find out what's happening and maybe even get involved? I would love for them to visit us online at thenewtheaterrva.org. Terrific. Thank you so much for being on Curtain Call, and we look forward to talking to you again as things start to develop. Thank you, Terry. Thanks for having us, Chad. I've been chatting about The New Theater with Nathaniel Shaw, Executive Artistic Director, and Vida Williams, Executive Director. Again, their website is thenewtheaterrva.org. This is Jerry Williams. See you then. For extended podcasts and complete reviews, visit the Richmond Theatre Critics Circle website at artsies.org.